Welcome to Big Tent Radio on Radio Boise. I'm your host, Jackie Kettler, here with my co-host, Charlie Hunt. Um, and today we're talking about something near and dear to my heart, um, which is um, women in politics, and especially women's suffrage. And we have two fantastic guests with us today, Amanda Fazoski. Is that correct? You got it. <laughs> okay. Who's with? Who's the program director at Idaho Women in Politics, or Idaho Women in Leadership. And then as well, Hannah Laurie Hine, um, who's the Idaho State Historian. Um, so thank you both so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. Thank you so much. And so um, all, across the nation, states are gearing up to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote. Um, Idaho, of course, was ahead of that, um, granting women the right to vote in 1896, which was the we were the fourth state to do so. Hannah Lori, um, any insights on why Idaho was kind of ahead of the game on on women's suffrage? Yeah, so it's it's really interesting. The first four states included Idaho, as you said, um, Wyoming, Colorado, and Utah were those other states. So it was really a Western-driven desire for suffrage. Uh, I think a lot of that came from the fact that it was harder to live in the West. Um, And as a result of that, women played a bigger role in community developments and things of that nature. Uh, Specifically here in Idaho, the Mormon populations actually had a really big influence on uh, suffrage. And um, again, going back to the history of that, women in Utah were granted suffrage before women here in Idaho. And so I think a lot of that kind of came north from Utah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting looking at some of that maybe kind of pioneering spirit, um, those elements that also maybe kind of change the cultural norms a little bit um, in the area. It's really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, um, kind of what what's the general kind of status or representation of women in Idaho um, in politics? Is it pretty good? Yeah, so Idaho um, is ranked pretty high at 15 um, in the nation for a representation of women in the state legislature. We're actually at the highest percentage that we've ever been, which is 32.4%. So um, that's really exciting to see. To see. Yeah, it is. And I know we've worked a little bit on some historical kind of trends and things. And so it's great to see some progress made in recent years there, especially as we gear up for kind of a big celebration, all kind of housed under the Idaho Women 100 um, or like, um, I guess, I don't organization celebration initiative, I think, initiative initiative. Great. And so both of your organizations are kind of the key drivers or organizers of this. Do you want to talk a little bit about what what Idaho Women 100 is? Yeah, so um, this initiative has been in the planning for, gosh, two and a half, three years now. And um, really the intent was we wanted to commemorate and celebrate um, Idaho's role in the national suffrage movement, the 19th Amendment. Um, and so we wanted to give every organization and individual an opportunity to be able to participate um, in the initiative. So we have, gosh, um, probably 40 different organizations right now that are engaged in the efforts around the state. So it is a statewide campaign. um, And organizations are doing all different types of events and projects to really honor the women who came before us um, and have dialogues around what's happening today. What kind of uh, what kind of events and and things like that are are going to be happening that uh, that people can engage in? I know there's there is a long list. Uh, are there a couple of highlights for you? Things that are going to be going on to to for this celebration? 
Sure. So like Amanda said, we have a statewide effort and we have uh, organizations around the state that are planning in conjunction with what the Idaho State Historical Society is working on as um, a partner in this with Idaho Women in Leadership. But I think one of the biggest things that's coming down, at least that I'm involved with right now, is a new exhibit that's going to be coming out at our Idaho State Museum. Uh, This exhibit is going to open in August, and we are calling it Trailblazing Women of Idaho. And it'll be a really fantastic look at roughly 100 women who have shaped Idaho over time. Uh, It's not going to be limited to women in suffrage, because we all know that once we had the vote, we could then go on and do incredible things. So that's something that I'm very excited uh, to be working on, and that's going to be a real asset to the community. And it'll be open in August. Can you tease any women that might be included in that exhibit? Ooh, Well, let me think. There are so many women to choose from. (laughs) Um, I guess the three women that come to mind are women who were first elected to the Idaho State Legislature. Uh, Those three women were Harriet Noble, uh, Mary Allen Wright, and Clara Campbell. And they were elected the very next year after we had received suffrage. They were elected in 1898. Um, And it's interesting because they represented three different political parties. So we had a populist, a Democrat, and a Republican. Uh, And in the years leading up to our state's suffrage efforts, uh, all four of Idaho Idaho's political parties at the time had embraced suffrage as a part of their platform. And then to see those women come in representing three of those four parties uh, was pretty incredible. Uh, Clara Campbell herself, serving as the Republican of that group of women, had passed legislation that year that saved a uh, equestrian statue that had been sitting on Capitol grounds uh, for preservation purposes. And that statue still sits in the Capitol today. That that the one up on the is it the fourth fourth, fourth floor? floor? Yeah, with, right outside of Statuary Hall. Yeah, no, it's like it's gold. It which is gold. Is, mm-hmm. I really kind of stands out. It's really mm-hmm. neat. That's I didn't know that, so that's really neat to know. Yeah, and we have the original legislation that she drafted. It's all handwritten, uh, so anyone can come out to the Idaho State Archives and take a look at some of these materials to really have a hands-on, um, you know, connection with our past. That's fantastic. Amanda, how about you? Any particular projects that you're really looking forward to, excited about? Yeah, so Idaho Women in Leadership um, has a couple of signature programs that we're really expanding this year. One is coming up in February. It's uh, the Day at the Capitol program, which is an opportunity for um, women to come into the state capitol, attend committee hearings, learn about the legislative process, um, and then join in on the House and Senate committees. So we're looking forward to doing that again. Um, And then additionally, we're expanding our public service leadership training programs. So we uh, run two and a half day programs where women can learn how to run for elected office. So um, that's coming down the road in 2022. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we're excited. I've been lucky enough to get to participate or like present for the the training and it's always so much fun. They're so engaged and excited and it really seemed like kind of the program opens their eyes to what they can do or or be involved in, which is always really exciting to see. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um, just running for an elected office. It can be being civically engaged in any manner. So maybe it's attending more community meetings or town halls or running for the PTA. So um, we offer a lot of opportunities for women to step up. Which I think is really important, right? We want citizens across, you know, all sorts of backgrounds, identities to be engaged and involved in politics. So anything we can do to help encourage them to feel confident or, you know, provide that path to help do so is fantastic. Well, and I think what Hannah Laurie mentioned before that, you know, it was because of the passage of the amendment that, 
you know, immediately following was the first, you know, female elected legislators. So this kind of representation does matter. Having the vote matters and it does have these tangible consequences. And so I think that's a really, really important initiative. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back and after a break and talk more about the Idaho Women 100 initiative. So stick with us. Welcome back to the Big Tent, our Big Tent Radio on Radio Boise. I'm Jackie Kettler here with my co-host Charlie Hunt, and we have our guest Amanda from the Idaho Women in Leadership um, Organization and Hannah Laurie from the Idaho State Historical Society. We're talking about the Idaho Women 100 Initiative, and you've kind of already indicated some, you know, big things to be excited about coming down the road. There's also connected with the initiative these legacy projects, which are kind of some bigger ones that um, will be coming up or we can be looking for or potentially be involved in. So do you want to give a little bit of information on what those legacy projects involve? Sure. So uh, knowing that this campaign is about recognizing where we have come from, um, you know, that's one side of it. But the other side is to really have this carry us forward um, and recognize that we have a potential to grow as a state and as a citizenship because of the women in the state. Um, So the legacy projects are an attempt to ensure that that continues forward. Uh, One of the three that I'm working on most closely is going to be a two-part book project. Uh, We're going to be working with faculty out of Idaho State University. Dr. Laura Woodworth Nye is going to be helping lead the charge on that. Uh, And we're going to have an edited volume that will feature scholarship uh, to really fill a gap in history of women in Idaho. Uh, it'll be a suffrage focus, but again, knowing that there is there are so many stories to tell, uh, the parameters on that are still a little bit flexible. The second volume uh, is going to be a visual Uh, companion book that will go alongside the exhibit that's going to be coming out at the Idaho State Museum featuring the trailblazing women of Idaho. Uh, And we're organizing the exhibit and the book kind of around this idea of an archetype. So we're hoping that everyone will be able to see themselves in the women that we're featuring. Oh, that's fantastic. Amanda, how about some of the other projects? Yeah, so one of the other projects that we're working on is a documentary film. And this is in partnership with Idaho Public TV. So it's part of the Idaho Experience series. And really the goal of the documentary film is to tell the story of women's suffrage. Um, in addition to highlighting what's happening today and paving the way for future generations. So um, we are in production of this film right now. It's, it's really exciting. And I think part of what has been so exciting for us is just this discovery of the women's stories in Idaho. So for example, Emma Edwards Green, who um, designed our state seal and is the only woman to have designed a state seal, um, the History Center is really uncovering a lot of wonderful information about her. So um, just some details about the state seal. I mean, she really willed this idea of women's suffrage into the seal by placing um, the woman and the man on equal footing and equal height. So we are really excited to learn more about her, um, as well as just meet with the younger generations and hear about their visions for the future too. That's fantastic. And I believe that you're looking for some from some public support for the documentary, right? Yes. So we are in the midst of a crowdfunding campaign. Um, and we chose to approach um, this legacy project through a crowdfunding 
uh, campaign because we really wanted everyone to have an opportunity to be a part of a legacy project. So um, supporting the project monetarily is wonderful, but it's also wonderful to just share about the documentary and highlight the women's stories that we'll be telling. So that's happening right now. Um, It's going on until March 13th. And uh, there's much more information on our Idaho Women 100 website. You mentioned this this younger generation of, of women. Why do you think it's so important, especially sort of coming you know coming up on this 100th anniversary year, um, to highlight these these stories? You know, why, why is that so important for uh, for for young women and, and frankly for young men to see too that, that that you know they do not own history? You know, why why is why is that so important and what does that sort of bring to this younger generation uh, sort of beyond just sort of cursory knowledge of history? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're creating history today, right? So um, their curiosity and their questions are really helping to determine what the future is. And so today we're standing on the shoulders of women who came before us and paved the way for us to be able to vote, to hold you know, different higher level positions and really be a part of the decision-making process. So um, the younger generation is gonna be a part of that too. Great. Well, I I think, I mean, we're going to continue to talk some about this, but for people wanting to get more involved or more information about Idaho Women 100, Amanda, you mentioned that there's an Idaho Women 100 website. Is that kind of the best place to go to look for these information on events and supporting the initiative? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Idaho Women 100 website is our collective effort to really showcase the events that are happening around the state as well as invite organizations to endorse the campaign. And really what that means is that um, organizations can say, we stand behind this, Um, we wanna engage in it, maybe we'll plan an event to help celebrate it around the state. So that is all on the website. It's just idahowomen100.com. And um, yeah, we encourage you to go there. There's a trailer of the documentary film on there also. And I think another important piece of that website is our community calendar. So as community organizations, you know, here in the Treasure Valley and elsewhere are thinking about how they want to embrace this idea, uh, we invite them to send us the information about their event so that we can publicize that and we can make sure that we aren't maybe double booking something so we can really all participate in as much as we're, you know, physically able to do. I think it's so great that this is such an, a, a collective effort and, you know, very kind of de- democratic open, mm-hmm. um, which is great as well. For those listeners, perhaps not in the state of Idaho, I know lots of states have celebrations being planned for the 100th um, anniversary of the 19th Amendment. So we encourage you to kind of look at your state as well to find what events or things may be happening. But I've just been really impressed at so, so much work going into this initiative here in Idaho. And it's really exciting to now finally be getting to this point where Mm -hmm. we're starting to see these events um, and, um, you know, um, taking place. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's really great. So we thank you for all your hard work on this across time. So. And and I want to add that as a, as a relatively new resident of Idaho, I only got here in in August. I've, I've been very interested in sort of the national implications of the, this 100th anniversary, but it's been so wonderful to hear in this interview and in other areas, you know, the particularities of Idaho and how it was early in the process. And so uh, from a sort of consumer of history, I really appreciate that. And as someone who's new to the area, getting to know Idaho. Yeah, and I think it's really important that we continue to share these kind of nuanced stories in addition to the broader narratives that are 
you know, kind of already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in the in the research I've been doing on this project, I came across uh, the article, or I guess the address, you could say, that Governor Davis gave to the special session of the legislature when they ratified the 19th Amendment. And there was six or seven months worth of newspaper coverage statewide about the importance of holding this session. And, you know, we can sit here and say that, yes, we ratified the 19th Amendment, and that is absolutely what we did. But to know the behind the scenes of it, that it was a real struggle to convince the state that we needed to call everyone together to do this before the next scheduled session. It was that important. And that we were really leaders in this prior to the 19th Amendment. And to, I think the the quote was, to maintain our superior position as a suffrage state, we needed to take action. So, Yeah, that's really interesting. I think... Um, it just digging into that, right, we get more. And, and sometimes, I mean, the, these are the areas of history that tend to get overlooked or things, right? And so getting to shine attention on this this very important element of suffrage, I think, is really great. And um, I think, Cantalori, we mentioned you mentioned before the show that Idaho is kind of unique in it being a constitutional amendment for the state that granted women the right to vote in the mm-hmm. state of Idaho. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That is correct, yes. So there had been discussion prior to 1890 when Idaho became a state um, of maybe trying to do this, you know, through the territorial process, essentially. Um, But after 1890, the only way to extend suffrage was via a constitutional amendment. And so, uh, you know, we didn't have a statewide campaign running until 1895. Uh, We had really grassroots efforts across the state with conversations happening, I would assume, at kitchen tables and community locations. but within that that year after we had uh, formed the statewide organization we had it as a item on the general ballot and we voted and it was an overwhelming majority of people that voted in support of the state constitutional amendment Um, there's some kind of nuanced history behind what happened after that Uh, it actually ended up going to the idaho state supreme court they wanted to claim on a technicality that even though we had an overwhelming majority of votes the total population of Idaho was such that the majority of yes votes did not correspond. So it it kind of went to the Supreme Court under this idea that, well, you can't say a non-vote is a no vote. So therefore, the all-male Supreme Court said, we are granting this. This is absolutely going to be moving forward. And I think it was in December uh, 1896 that that ruling came down, solidifying the amendment. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why that historical archival type of research is so important, right? Because Absolutely. it just helps us better understand. Yeah. I mean, because that, that's important, important question just more, just very broadly is, mm-hmm. you know, who, <laughs> how do you calculate a majority? Right. Fantastic. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Amanda and, and Hannah Lee. Or Lana, Hannah Lori, sorry. <laughs> it's a big name. Hey, I'm Sally Ford, and you're listening to Radio Boise, KRBX, 89.9 FM, Caldwell, Boise, community radio for Boise and beyond. All right, welcome back to Big Tent Radio, where we're talking about the Idaho Women 100 Initiative. And so we're here with Amanda and Hannah Laurie, and so what's kind of the first, I mean, there's already been some events happening, but what's kind of the big kickoff? So we are currently scheduling uh, on March 13th to have a kickoff at the Capitol Steps uh, here in Boise to start at 11.30 a.m. Uh, and this kickoff, there's you know some historical 
stuff behind it, of course. Um, we're hoping to have the governor and first lady in attendance, and we're going to be ringing the bell that is on the Capitol steps. And bell ringing as a kind of process or a celebratory action, you could say, um, has historical implications, right? People have rung bells to commemorate. They've rung bells to um, express sorrow, all kinds of things. Um, but we are actually tying our bell ringing ceremony back to something that is suffrage related. Uh, in 1915, the Pennsylvania suffragettes cast a replica Liberty Bell that they called the Justice Bell, and they added the term establishes justice to the front of this bell, uh, and they claimed that they would not ring it until women in Pennsylvania had the right to vote. And that was 1915, and they toured this bell all across the state, uh, and eventually even as far west as Chicago, where it was part of a parade that had 40,000 attendees, and they walked in the rain. Um, and the bell was really this audible and visual symbol of the importance of women's place in politics and women's place um, in in the voting of, of laws and regulations and such. And so um, the bell wasn't wrong until after the 19th Amendment passed. That's when Pennsylvania women were able to vote. And so in, in honoring their work, we are hoping to replicate that process as part of our kickoff, not just on the Capitol steps, but also across the state. That's really neat. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, we'll have um, a number of area schools join us in the celebration on the Capitol steps and are hoping that um, schools and communities around the state will replicate um, this celebration too. And so we'll have lots of resources available for organizations that want to join us. And the reason that we chose this particular date uh, goes back to something that Amanda mentioned earlier, which is the significance and importance of Emma Edwards Green and her state's seal. Uh, on March 14th, 1891, the very first all-male state legislature voted and approved her design. Uh, and so in commemoration of you know her symbolism and the symbolism of what it means for women today, and yesterday and tomorrow and all of that, uh, we chose this particular date. And we are also uh, working with the state legislature. They are moving forward some legislation that is going to be, fingers crossed, declaring March 14th as Idaho Women's Day in perpetuity. And the resolution has now passed the Idaho Senate, correct? Yes, I saw that this morning. Yeah. So moving on to the House. So mm -hmm. we'll hope to get updates as yes. that moves along. Yes. And, and Amanda, I know there's some other kind of state initiatives connected as well. There was a competition across the state for a, a, the kind of I Voted sticker. So what, what happened there? Yeah, this is such a fun project. Um, so Phil McGrain, the Ada County clerk, um, approached us and said that the clerks around the state really wanted to get engaged with the Idaho Women 100 initiative. So they hosted um, an art design contest to create a commemorative I Voted sticker. And um, the student who won is Samantha Robson out of CUNA High School, and she created this amazing design. So um, I had the privilege of seeing the design, and it's you can just do a quick search and see the I Voted sticker, but they'll be in use in March for the primary elections um, as well as in the general election. So. Yeah, that's really neat. And there's also some kind of um, voter registration initi initiatives connected to Idaho Women 100 as well, right? Right. So the League of Women Voters, as well as AAUW, are doing um, get out the vote and registering voters around the state. So they have a lot of initiatives happening. Um, we're posting on our community calendar in Idaho Women 100 where they'll be. So um, you can go there to look for the voter registration sites, um, as well as their websites, too. 
Charlie and I are very big believers in people registering to vote, getting out to vote. So we definitely encourage you to do so if you have not yet. And I know and I know that every election I feel, you know, cheesy but proud to wear my I voted sticker. And I know a lot of Idahoans are as well. And so I'm so happy to hear that yeah. that that's part of the you know, it's a it's a it's a small but very tangible part of the celebration. So I love that. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited to get that sticker. <laughs> well, Amanda, Hannah Laurie, thank you so much for coming on. If you're interested in Idaho Women One Hundred, go to the website, see the community calendar. The Idaho State Historical Society, Idaho Women in Leadership as well have great resources and events. So keep an eye out for those. Mm-hmm. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we want to, before we go, we want to do a, a couple of quick plugs that we're very excited about. So coming up right after this show uh, is the debut of uh, the new podcast collaboration between Radio Boise and Wild Lens, uh, a 10-part podcast series called uh, Common Land. Uh, this is a new series that tells the story behind the creation of the Morley Nelson Snake River Birds of Prey National Conservation Area. I'm really, really excited about this show. I can't wait to listen, and we hope you'll stick around and listen to that as well. And uh, finally, we want to give a shout out to some former guests of ours on this show, uh, Rebecca and JJ from the Latino Card uh, podcast. They will be uh, debuting their version of this is their Hispanic Affairs talk show this Tuesday, February 4th, 3 to 3.30 p.m. on Radio Boise. We're so excited to have them here. Yeah, it'll be a, a, it'll be live every other week. That's so, right. So um, a little different than perhaps Big Tent Radio, but we encourage you to listen to them because we know it's going to be great. Yeah, it's a, fa- it's a fantastic show. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. Um, we appreciate you joining us at this time. Please stick around for Common Land.